I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Tom Walsh, who is founder and managing partner at privacy and security consulting firm TW Security. So, Tom, as you work with healthcare sector entities, what are the most difficult privacy and security challenges that you see them dealing with these days, especially during the pandemic? There's a lot out there, Marianne. And I think, first of all, would be just finding qualified staff. I did some uh, looking around and uh, I saw on a website where they had some funding from the, the Commerce Department, a grant to go out and do some research. And the results were there were 465,000 unfilled cyber jobs across the United States right now. So that's the biggest challenge we find is finding qualified people who can help us. So, Tom, I understand that TW Security recently formed a strategic alliance with Talus Solutions LLC, a cybersecurity healthcare focused integrator and professional services firm. What is the alliance about? How do your two companies complement each other in terms of the services provided to the healthcare sector? So Marianne, our company is really goes deep into healthcare. And obviously we know the regulations very well. We read them, we follow them. Uh, and we do a lot of the risk analysis work where we're asking questions of the organization and seeing how they're doing. But we know that sometimes these network engineers and other technical people we talk to, they give us their best answer. And this is how they think things are in their environment. And then when we would ask them, well, have you ever had anybody do a, a vulnerability scan or a penetration test? And they said, no. So they would always look to get someone to help them to do that. We did not ever offer those services. So we would make some recommendations on some other companies who could perform these services. So it just made sense that we should work closely with an organization that that's their expertise is in the technical security. And what we found is that many times the network engineers and other IT folks, as I said, they believe everything in their environment is secure and as secure as it can be. But as you know, Marianne, a lot of our problems these days are the end user and what the end user is doing. And their technical assessments have been very revealing as to what's going on. We find people are storing their passwords in either a web browser or an application. And it, while it's easy for the user to do this, it makes it easier for the hacker now to get into your systems. So what's been really interesting for me is to see how Talus does that deep dive and is turning out reports that even astonish the IT folks that we work with because they had no idea of some of these things that are going on. So it's a good relationship. It's a two-prong approach. Obviously, we wanna look at policies, procedures. We wanna to talk to people about their perception on what the controls are and the safeguards in place. But it's another thing to have somebody go in there and do the deep dive to see what's really going on. So Tom, as you know, we see many security incidents, including ransomware attacks involving business associates that end up affecting many covered entity clients of the BA and then thousands of those 
CEs, patients. Any suggestions for how covered entities can be better prepared to deal with these vendor incidents that affect protected health information of so many individuals? Yes. And one of the trends we do see now is that covered entities are doing a better job of assessing the security with their business partners or business associates. We also see that many business associates now are looking to get a SOC 2 certification or perhaps even a high trust certification as a way to demonstrate to their potential clients or customers, hey, look, we take this seriously. We take security and data privacy seriously, enough so that we're investing in these types of certifications to demonstrate that. The other thing is that the bigger companies seem to be better prepared for data privacy and security. Even when I worked in the hospital setting, I was always worried about it's the small and the little vendors, you know, what are they doing? Because sometimes they don't have the staff or the expertise that's needed to properly secure their environments. So Tom, when you work with healthcare sector clients, what are some of the top mistakes that you see them making in terms of security and privacy practices, especially critical processes or controls or practices that they resist to implement? What frustrates you the most these days? Well, I think the most frustrating to me is multi-factor authentication. This is not new technology. I was actually using multi-factor authentication way back in the early 1990s. So this is uh, nothing new, and it's one of the best ways to prevent an organization from getting hacked. We do see an increase in this, Marianne, but you know what? It's not driven by regulation. It's being driven by the cyber insurance industry. They're not wanting to pay out claims if organizations aren't willing to take the proper steps to prevent a hack in the first place. Now, we've known some of our customers that we support personally who've had an increase in their cyber insurance premiums, and some of that has been due to the fact they have not implemented multi-factor authentication enterprise-wide. They may have it here and, and over there, but they don't have it on all of their applications and systems. So that's a really big thing that I see. The other, of course, is people. People are the biggest problem because all it takes, one user, one mouse click, and you've got some kind of catastrophic event. And what we need to do today is to change the workforce culture. We need to create a culture of cybersecurity. And I have to keep reminding everyone, what's easy for the users is easy for the hackers. And that's where I was referring earlier about some of the vulnerabilities that are uncovered by a deeper dive by a technology firm. And that we find that people are saving their passwords, that remember me feature that pops up on your window when you go to certain applications and websites. It is convenient for you because we just have too many passwords. We can't remember them all. So you either write them down or just have them saved for you. And the problem is when you have them saved for you, now they're accessible or available to somebody with the right tools and the right skill set. They can break in and get those user credentials. From there, the hackers are able to figure out the hash. That's 
what was used to encrypt that password. It's kind of like the key. And when they figure out what the hash is, they can use that to apply to other user credentials and eventually get themselves elevated privileges into an application or system and then take over. You know, the concerns I see, multi-factor, the workforce. The other thing that really was brought out by this pandemic a year and a half ago was secure remote access. So one of the things that this pandemic has brought out is people working from home. And we want to make sure they're doing secure remote access. We want to make sure that their Wi-Fi network at home is secure. And we also want to make sure that the equipment they're using is, is also protected. And they're not taking protected health information from the organization and then putting it onto a portable media, like a USB jump drive, and then walking it over to their personal computer so that they can get a printout of it. And that's what we're seeing. There's a lot of data loss that's going on in the homework environment. And finally, I would say, as far as a, a, a concern or a challenge is making sure we have good incident response capability, because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And we need to get the executive leadership team involved so they understand we have to be prepared for this and we have to be resilient. We have to recover. We have to get back to doing business. One last question, Tom. Earlier, you had mentioned the shortage of cybersecurity talent. Are there certain skills, categories that are in particular need when it comes to cybersecurity, privacy in the healthcare sector that you, know, you see the healthcare sector having the hardest time finding? Well, I think the healthcare sector is having the hardest time finding because sometimes they don't pay as well as other industries. And so when there's a limited number of people out there and there's a high level of competition, then salaries is going to really drive this. And what they don't understand sometimes is when hospitals go out or other healthcare organizations do salary comparisons, they're only looking across the healthcare industry. Cybersecurity is one of those that spans all industries. So you really have to look at all industries when you're trying to figure out what's a good base salary to bring somebody in. But Marianne, there are so many different qualifications or job levels within the cybersecurity realm. It goes from somebody who's just good at doing policies, procedures, all the way down to somebody who, who knows how to do the bits and bytes at the forensic level. So, and everything in between. So there's a security analyst, there's security officers, there's security consultants. There's a wide gamut of different job opportunities under the umbrella of cybersecurity professional. Thanks, Tom. I've been speaking to Tom Walsh of TW Security. I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.